and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will guide you through a movie. Except this one time, I'm looking at horror TV. These were huge in the 80s. We had Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side, Twilight Zone, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Tales Unexpected, Friday the 13th the series, Goosebumps, and I can go on and on and on. So it was only natural Freddy would have his turn in Freddy's Nightmares and Nightmare on Street, the series. This thing ran for two seasons, between 1988 and 1990, with Freddy as a Rod Sterling type, introing uh, and extra each episode, almost showing up uh, once in a while, I think it was like six episodes, I believe, to star in the episode. So tonight I'm looking at the pilot episode, no more a nice guy. Although, shouldn't that have been co- called Welcome to My Nightmare? Hmm, is he going to do an Al Skipper song? Do the right bloody song. In this we see Freddy's trial, his killing by the mob, then him coming back as everyone's favourite dream demon. Now, I swear to God, in the 80s and 90s, Freddy merch was unfucking real There was yo-yos, children's pyjama sets, a squirt gun Freddy face thingy. I mean, honest to God, Freddy's face was slapped on everything and anything, including Robert England singing voice in Freddy's Greatest Hits LP for crying out loud. I mean, kind of weird seeing a child murderer who was burned alive by an angry mob only to return in the dreams to kill teens as a child's Halloween outfit or to have him croon in your ear. Mind you, by this time, Freddy went from scary dream demon to MTV host, so why the fuck not? I mean, hmm. And I, I can't find much information on this episode, only that this was the only time to date do we see Freddy's trial, and was the first time we see Freddy in human form, I think. Hmm. I'm not sure if this was before or after uh, Dream Warriors, so, hmm. Anyway. I used to watch this thing late at night on some TV channel I don't remember. And from what I do remember, this thing was cheap and dirty TV. Not to be confused by England's other TV horror TV thing, uh, Nightmare Cafe, from around the same time, which only lasted for six episodes. So dig that one out if you want to. Mm. Now, I know back in the early noughties, the first season was released on DVD here in the United Kingdom. But due to poor sales, season two was kabashed, canned, cancelled kaput. Now, I want a cheap and nasty official release of only the first three episodes, which I got from a Virgin Megastore. Remember them? Hmm. Back in... God, no one knows when I got that thing. 2003, 4, 5? God, no one knows. For a ridiculously small amount of money. I think it was like a fiver or under. It was ridiculous. So, hmm. And this thing is bare bloody bones. I mean, Jesus, there's nothing on it at all. I mean, this thing is so bad, it actually has text special features, not actual video, but text. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so let's dive into Freddy's Nightmares. So swallow that stay awake pill with your Diet Coke and blast some docking as we get into Freddy's Dreams. With a budget of a buck fifty, chewing gum, cigarette plastic and some hopes and dreams, this launched a TV show. The cast, Robert England, Ian Patrick Williams, Anne Curry, Gry Park and Hilly Park. Directed by Tobe Hooper. What in the fuck is he doing here? That plot. The Springwood Slasher is finally caught and put on trial after killing dozens of children. 
all is fine and dandy until the judge finds out the one cop that didn't read Freddy, or rather Fred Krueger, his rights, is set free. That night, an angry mob sets him alight and Fred Krueger swears revenge. His first victim is the cop that messed up his arrest warrant. And once he gets revenge on him, you know the rest is history. There's nothing to fear but fear himself, kiddies. So this opens up on a fake TV news report telling us of an elderly couple that was killed in her home, but the police don't think it's connected to the other three slayings of that week. Typical Springwood police utterly fucking useless then. Hmm. The TV statics, uh, the TV news reporter anchor away and it pulls a red and green screen card, which turns into a technical difficulties card, which Freddy slashes with his iconic claws, and he meets Freddy himself, played by Robert England in some truly cheap, pathetic, low-lit makeup, telling us not to be afraid. This isn't your nightmare, it's his! Why doesn't Freddy want us to be afraid? Isn't that how he gets his power from the fear? I mean, hmm. Anyway, Freddy scratches the screen as the news reporter is teleported to Springwood Courthouse to report on Fred Krueger's trial. Inside the courtroom, Freddy is held in some sort of glass cell with what looks like cheap plastic chains, but they're supposed to be metal. I mean, hmm. He's in his iconic outfit, the red and green sweater or jumper, and the fedora hat. Really? Wouldn't he be in, I don't know, an orange jumpsuit or something like that? I mean, why the fuck's he sitting in courtroom wearing that iconic outfit? I mean, for fuck's sake. He is, of course, not shown. He's dimly lit. I mean, ah, uh, dear God. As the prosecutor shows pictures of Freddy's handiwork on the slain children. In the courtroom is the sole arresting officer, Lieutenant Tim Blocker, played by Ian Patrick Williams who somehow, after years of kids going missing and it showing up mangled and killed, he managed to single-handedly catch Freddy, but failed to read him his Miranda rights, so the judge had no choice but to set Freddy free. Now, see, I love the fact that this cop brings his family to court, his wife Sarah, played by Anne Curry, and his twin daughters Lisa, played by Gry Park and Merritt, played by Hilly Park, because listening to and watching the gory details of what Freddy did to the children as he killed them and sliced them up is something every teen wants in their head. And I mean, especially what the hell is it? Is it Lisa? I think it is. Is, it, is this quite one? Or is it Merritt? Oh God, it was a twin. Who knows? Was actually a victim of Freddy. So yeah, she's already a basket case. She, she doesn't talk. She doesn't eat. She doesn't sleep. She doesn't do anything. So bring him to court will fucking do wonders for our mental health. Also, I love this is big news as it's splashed everywhere in every single movie. All the paper cuttings and clippings. Yet there's only about 20 people in this room, including Freddy and the fucking judge. Just how cheap is this pilot? Surely the big opening episode, they would splash money on it. But I swear to God, this is made for a fucking $5,000 budget and shot in 10 days. I mean, Christ almighty, this thing is cheap. Also, 
Why would the sole cop admit to not reading Freddie his rights? They say he caught him going after his twin daughter, or daughter's rather. No one was around, so why admit it? This was for the greater good. I mean, hmm. So, with that, Freddie is set free, and we are introduced to Freddie's point of view, as he is laser-focused on the twin, uh, the two blonde twins, as all the rest of the courtroom are lying dead, or hung from rafters, or gutted on the, the benches. What in the fuck? One of the mothers of the dead children scream at Lieutenant Tim, saying it's all his fault as Freddie just walks out the courtroom. I mean, oh my god. In the now empty courtroom, Lieutenant Tim gives a speech that it took over two years to hunt down Freddy, and his twins are not the same. They can't sleep, they can't eat, and they will not talk. One of them does anyway. So, this is not canon then, as Fred Krueger only went after children, not teenagers, when he was in human form, and only after he became Freddy Krueger. Uh, did he kill teens and very rarely adults? So this is not canon then. Anyway, back to this. He takes all the blame on his shoulders and he now has to live with it because he should have just, I don't know, shot Freddy in the head and that was the end of it. I mean, hmm. Outside the courtroom, a mob forms. So where the fuck is Lieutenant Thompson? Or Marsh Thompson? Okay, maybe John Saxon was too big for this, but... Ronnie Blakely? Really? You couldn't get her for one scene? I mean, for crying out loud. Anyway, the mob wants revenge, so form a plan to kill Freddy that night. Freddy returns to his boiler room, where he uncovers his ice cream van. What in the actual fuck? I never pegged Freddy driving around in a bloody ice cream van. Again, this is never mentioned in any of the movies, therefore this is not canon. He goes inside the boiler room to get his iconic claws. More Freddy point of view stuff as we hear the voices of the dream demons whispering to him silently, well not silently, but whispering to him. In his little den, he talks to all his torture equipment, including a bed of spikes, a large saw, and the restraints. Finally, he picks up his finger knife glove, which whines to him. What in the fuck? Also, you try to me the cops didn't have this shit put in a locker. I mean, an evidence locker. Ah, oh, dear God. Later at night, Lieutenant Tim is drinking heavily while looking at a picture of his family. In walks his wife to tell him to remember why they left New York to move to Ohio. This is Springwood, Ohio. So finally, Springwood is now narrowed down. New York was full of crime, drugs, and locked doors. She then guilt trips him into not just killing Freddy on the spot. It was his fault Freddy is now free. With that, he straps on his gun and heads out to deal with the mob. One of the twins tells him not to kill Freddy, as it will make Freddy more powerful. Cut to the mob, hunting Fred Krueger down to his boiler room, all armed to the fucking teeth with shotguns, handguns, pitchforks, baseball bats, pick handles, you bloody well name it. They actually have every weapon under the bloody well son. Now, what I don't get here. Why didn't Fred Krueger not just leave town and spread his evil all around the state? I mean, hmm, why is he tied to Elm Street and Springwood? Why not just spread it all around the place? I mean, that's just ridiculous. So, at the station, a cop drops to Lieutenant Tim that a mob is hunting down Fred Krueger that night. They want justice. On hearing this, Lieutenant Tim 
sets out to stop them for reasons. As back to the mob, they've found Freddy's lair, but he's after Lieutenant Tim, Tim's kids. Not to worry, however, one lone inept cop is protecting them, which Freddy quickly kills off-screen, of course, because they are cheap bastards. I mean, the guy's eating, what is it, uh, fried chicken, which is dropped in a splatter of red, quote-unquote, blood, as Freddy drags him off-screen. So a cop radios to the station that he sees a mob heading to Elm Street. Lieutenant Tim radios the now-dead cop to check on his family, as Freddy hunts outside the lieutenant's home, more point-of-view stuff as he Freddy hears the girls scream and cry in agony. Okay then, where in the hell is this Freddy POV stuff in any of the movies? I mean, hmm. Freddy is stalking outside the house just as the mob show up and chase him into the night. Uh, handy that, I mean, hmm. Lieutenant Tim then follows the mob as they know where Freddy was, and he thinks he could save his children from Freddy. The mob corner Freddy and throw gasoline over him, and after much taunting from Freddy, Lieutenant Tim sets him on fire. Freddy laughs, he's free, as the flames engulf him. He then says, he'll be back, little pigs. Freddy, now in hell's boiler room, tells us, quote, that was then, this is now. <laughs> oh god, that's terrible. Anyway, nightmare just begins. As he slashes open his chest, slime oozes out. Cut to 1428 Elm Street. It's boarded up with light pouring through the cracks. A delivery man delivers Lieutenant Tim a present. Inside is Freddy's claw, which rips at his throat. Lieutenant Tim wakes up screaming. It's months, weeks later, I have no idea, days later, what the hell is it, hours later, I mean, hmm. And Freddy is just playing with his food, gaining power and strength from Lieutenant Tim's dreams. His wife, however, is all over him, saying he did the right thing on killing Freddy. As in the mirror, he notices, Lieutenant Tim that is, a few scratches on his face. As with that, he takes his girl to school and then continues on to work. Okay then. Lieutenant Tim starts seeing and hearing things such as one of his girls singing the iconic 1-2 song to him or a note from Freddy on his desk saying I'm in hell, wish you were here as it burns up on his fingers or his hands rather. A cop tells him the FBI are looking into the Kruger case. They'll be there soon. This sets panic into Tim as they must get rid of, the, of Freddy Krueger's body. He spills all to the cop and with that, the cop heads to the boiler room to move Freddy's body into the old caddy, as seen in Nightmare 3. Driving home, after his shift, Lieutenant Tim gets in a car crash, which breaks his two front teeth. The fuck? By the way, it's Freddy's ice cream van, which is now apparently a dream van, so... Okay then. That night, the cop that moves Freddy's body tells Lieutenant Tim he hid it, uh, i.e. Uh, the old caddy, in the junkyard. So they go to investigate it. Oh no, but you know what? The body is gone. The trunk has Freddy's claw marks as he slashes away out of the, of the uh, trunk. Inside Freddy's lair, they find the body of the prosecutor slashed up. The town dentist notices Tim's tooth. So tells him um, he'll fix it in the morning for free. Because after all, it's the, it's the least he can do because he killed Freddy. Anyway... That night, Tim takes handfuls of sleeping pills and knocks back a beer. 
the wife wants sexy time, but Tim is too far gone in his paranoia. Tim falls asleep mid-blowjob, and he has a nightmare which sends him to the electric chair for killing Freddy. And I've got to say here, these dreams are lame as fuck, and they are beyond cheap. So, next morning, Tim is barely keeping it together. He snaps at his girls while knocking back coffee, as the girls taunt him Freddy is back in theirs and his dreams. With that, Lieutenant Tim leaves to get his tooth fixed, not before cracking and screeching at his wife that he wants to head back to New York to fight the evil, at least that uh, that evil he can see, whereas in Springwood the evil fights you from the shadows of dreams. Who in the fuck wrote that line? In the dentist's office, the nurse gives him knockout gas, which makes him see her in her underwear. Okay then. Not before, however, the cop that moved Freddy's body, I should look this guy's name up, but fuck it, tells Lieutenant Tim he has no idea what he's talking about. The FBI aren't coming to town. Freddy's body is still in the Cadillac, and here Lieutenant Tim goes a full-on meltdown. I've got to say, this guy's acting is fucking shocking. Anyway, the nurse puts Tim under as Freddy attacks Tim in his sleep by strapping him into the chair and uses his claws, which now turns to dentist drills and drills his face off. Lieutenant Tim dies in the dentist chair as it flashes back to all of his nightmares. Padding much. Freddy then closes a closet door as Tim's story is at, came to an end, telling us, Sweet dreams, Lieutenant. Really? Not a guess he couldn't get to the root of evil, or his bark was worse than his bite, or something, if anything else other than fucking sweet dreams. I mean, Jesus, jinkies. Freddy then walks off before turning to the camera, telling us he'll be coming for us next, as he walks off laughing and he fades into mist. Okay then. So that was the pilot episode of Freddy's Nightmares. How in the fuck was this thing greenlit as beyond me? This is cheap, tacky, boring and dumb. Plus this fucker is not canon. Freddy's makeup looks like a cheap Halloween mask. Robert England is not on top form as Freddy. And overall the acting in this thing is bloody awful. Avoid at all costs. Unless you're a hardcore fan... And then search it out on YouTube. I think there's like 64 episodes, I believe, or 60 odd episodes. I'm going to give Sing a very generous 3 out of 10. Now, come back next week as I look at a little known Scottish horror, Citadel, filmed in my hometown. Then the rest of the month, I haven't a bloody clue to do, so come back with any ones. Now, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter if you want on Here's Johnny's Pond. A bye!